Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump's 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hello, America and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. It is your home for common sense conservatism. And I hope that the legendary Rush Limbaugh, the legacy of that man, his voice, his mission, his message, his determination, his resolve lives on in you every day as it does in me. As I try in some small fashion to fill his shoes and at least give you what I believe is the truth, the information that you need to know. We are delighted that you're here. Welcome home. Make sure you get the app, Wendy Bell Radio Network. You can join the live stream, see behind the scenes. Also, our podcast, it is growing exponentially, and we're so honored to have you on board. Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, if you can follow us, maybe suggest us to somebody and give us a five-star review. We're very grateful. Big show today. Brock has been busy. His fingers are sore because you've got to hear certain things that I'm sure... Perhaps the people speaking the words would like to take back. And I'll explain in its entirety after this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. It is not about Donald Trump. It is all about you. It is retribution. It is revenge. It is getting back at you for daring to do what nobody saw coming. Because you are quiet. You keep to yourselves, by and large. You work hard, love your family, do the best you can. But that doesn't mean that you're stupid. It doesn't mean you're asleep at the wheel. It doesn't mean you can't connect the dots, that you can't hear liars and fraudsters and hucksters for every single thing that they are un-American. And it doesn't mean that you don't have the power right now 
to do something amazing, and it is called Rising Up and Resisting. Yesterday was the first time I heard the administration through its most diverse press secretary mouthpiece ever, Corinne Jean-Pierre, say the words that COVID is coming back. They don't not, it's not just a matter of shutting you down, locking you down, silencing your voice. It is again rolling out something that is so ridiculous that will undoubtedly be so dangerous, that is so unnecessary. It has been disproven. It has been debunked. It has been fact-checked by so many of us who love this country and who will fight to the death to protect her and to save her and to pass her on to the people in our lives we love most and those are our children and that my friends is the strategy moving forward using your children as bait they know that in the animal world There is nothing more protective, more secure, more solid and strong than the bond between a mother and her children. Be it bears, cheetahs, dogs, or human beings, we mammals protect what we create. And we protect with a ferocity that can turn a small woman into a giant Goliath if she's pushed too far. And they're about to push you too far. I remember 23 years ago when I was very pregnant with my first son and I'd gone into labor and we went to the hospital And the doctor, upon examining me before what was going to be a possibly long labor and delivery process, told me that the baby was breech. He was butt first. Didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. But because of my relatively small size, the doctor was concerned about my ability to deliver him and warned of a potential medical emergency if in fact in the process I could not do so he suggested a c-section my husband the doctor cardiologist not an OB was concerned about that play he thought I was good enough strong enough able enough and he wanted me to try to do it doctor said let's leave it up to Wendy now anything that would put that baby into any danger any harm And I would potentially risk injuring my baby if I was going to do that. I, of course, wanted nothing to do with. I went through with the C-section and delivered a healthy baby boy. One of five. There was not a moment in my mind when given the, the odds, the possibility of putting Michael in danger. Not a, not a glimmer. Whether or not the doctor really just wanted to be home for dinner and getting a C-section scheduled and done is a lot faster, it's more expeditious than waiting for the natural labor to go through 
I don't know. But I know there wasn't a moment of doubt in my mind. Whatever was best for him, no matter what it meant to me, was what I was going to do. And my husband knew it too. It is that connection. It is that love, that ferocious protective mechanism that the regime is going after. They are going to use your children as pawns in this dirty COVID 2.0 scheme. And they laid the foundation for that playbook yesterday on MSNBC. I'm going to walk you through what I mean so that you are awake and aware and able to stand up and resist, which you likely will. It is important. They're using the emotional, innate connection of parents to the most precious people in their lives, their children, to manipulate their way out of a 2024 election that they know they will lose, that they know the extent of manipulation, malfeasance, fraud, and just, let's say it, cheating, the likes of which we can't even fathom. They know that the margin is going to be insurmountable. And so the only solution is to, one, carve Donald Trump off the ballot, or two, go after your kids, plant a seed of fear in your soul, and then three, stay in control to finish the job. Isn't it so intriguing that that's the tagline of the Biden-Harris campaign materials? Let's finish the job. The finish the job part has absolutely nothing to do with anything beneficial to you or this country. It is about destroying the greatest place the world has known. It is about functionally unraveling the idea of a constitutional republic where every single one of us who is a legal, lawful citizen of these United States has inalienable rights that ought not be trampled. It is about destroying the founder's vision. It is about one man's vindictive revenge. And his name is Barack Obama. That is what this is all about. That's what 2020 was all about. And now they see this as the last ditch Hail Mary to finish the job. Our jobs is to be awake, to be alert, to share what we discover with one another, and to resist. It's just one mask. It's just one shot. It's just one booster. It's just one digital ID. It's just your home. It's just your finances. It's just your child. That's the plan.
and it's been in the works for a while. We'll tell you how it dropped. We'll tell you how we're going to resist and how you can join us. It's going to be a busy show, and we're delighted that you're with us. want to tell you about the $79 blood work at bodybyaim360.com. I don't think you guys realize... I don't think any of us has ever gone to the doctor and just said, look, I don't care what it costs. I want a whole a whole workup. I want to know cholesterol. I want to know screenings regarding my thyroid. I want to know if I'm pre-diabetic. I want to know if I'm in danger of, of developing heart disease. I want to know about all of these labs. Because when you found out that your insurance wouldn't cover it and you'd be on the hook for thousands upon thousands of dollars, you'd be like... You get all of that because Dr. Darren Dubiak is that committed to finding out what's going on inside of your body. And you get it for $79 through Monday. This is the end. This is the stretch. This is the plan. 412-227-9255. With that plan, you lose the weight, you get your hormones in balance, and you regain control of your life. Bodybyaim360.com. If not now, when? Do it. Because you can. When we come back, I want to I go over these bombshell. And it's, it is bombshell when you consider the degree of corruption and fraud in the Biden administration. The 5,400 documents that a, a Freedom of Information Act request has revealed the National Archives has of Joe Biden using one of his three pseudonyms while vice president. Honest people don't do that, friends. Facts. We got the story next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. The more you see, the more disturbed you become. But there is a continuum of enlightenment. Yes, disturbing. But then you become numb to it. Then you have a resolve to it, right? It's like the phases of grief. There's anger. There's frustration. There's deep depression and sadness. At some point, you just become a steely resolved individual. And if you have children, that becomes your focus. I will not pass off an America that sucks to my children. Facts. It is something that we can all get behind. Giving to the next generation because it is our duty. Headline, New York Post. National Archives has 5,400 Biden emails in which he uses fake names to dish government info to Hunter and others as vice president. But wait a minute. I never, ever talk to my son about his business. Hmm. The National Archives and Records Administration, corrupt as balls too, has admitted that it is in possession of nearly 5,400 emails, electric records, and documents that potentially show President Biden using a pseudonym during his vice presidency. It was revealed on Monday. One might submit, wow, that's pretty bold for NARA to come out and actually do one of something that doesn't suck. Well, no, in fact, they were threatened with a lawsuit and a Freedom of Information Act request that they had to respond to. And it was 
at the hands of the Southeastern Legal Foundation, a nonprofit constitutional legal group. The request asked for emails pertaining to the accounts of Robin Ware, Robert L. Peters, and J.R.B. Ware, all pseudonyms that the 80-year-old president was known to use in the White House during his time as President Obama's vice president. That Southeastern Legal Foundation Monday filed suit against the National Archives for the release of the records, which the group claims may show that Biden forwarded government information and discussed government business with his son, Hunter, and others. The group accuses NARA of having dragged its feet since the June 2022 Freedom of Information Act request and says that not a single email has been produced since the government agency acknowledged their existence just days after the request. We're going to slow walk. We're going to stonewall. We're going to run out the clock. We're going to not reply. We're going to pretend that we never saw that. We're going to have trouble locating those records. And if all else fails, there's going to be a fire that magically wipes out that wing of our building. Because it happened before. 5,400 emails. This is how Nara responded to the lawsuit. We've performed a search of our collection for vice presidential records related to your June 9th, 2022 request and have identified approximately 5,138 email messages, 25 electronic files and 200 pages of potentially responsive records that must be processed in order to respond to your request. Now, they want Donald Trump's team to present 12.8 million pages of documents before his trial the day before Super Tuesday, but narrow once God knows how long. It's going to take a long time for us to go through all this. And if you want to see physical documentation of this, that's going to cost you 80 cents a page to process and print. Doesn't it just seem so obvious? Joe Biden is a bribed felon. He is a fictitious figment of our imagination. Barack Obama's third term has been executed dutifully and duly from the confines of wherever the hell he owns millions of dollars of property in what? Cape Cod, whatever the hell it is, right? On a president's salary where strange things happen. And Donald Trump is the problem. Donald Trump is the is the darkness. He's the threat to democracy. No, in fact, you are, ladies and gentlemen. And they're coming for you next. Do not go anywhere. I have a series of audio sound bites you have to hear, as it is now, thanks to White House visitor logs, proven that the Biden administration was colluding with the Department of Justice to take down Donald Trump. Oh, boy. Buckle up, friends. I've got it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You got to feel sometimes like you're on this island looking out at this abyss of just filth and corruption and lies and propaganda. But rejoice because you are not in the minority You are firmly on the side of justice, reality, truth, and the majority. And that is why they are so scared. I think the one person who I still pay attention to at Fox is Jesse Waters. Brock and I were commenting this morning, it is amazing that he still has a show. 
Because how many people have been canceled? Megyn Kelly, Bill O'Reilly, Glenn Beck. How many people? Tucker Carlson. I was silenced on a much smaller scale. Why? Because there's one line to walk and that's it. You either are on board or you're not. And if you're not, you get canceled. So Jesse Waters breaks into something here that I think is very important. And it reminds me of why we had White House stenographer Mike McCormick on our program multiple times. He traveled with four different presidents. He had to transcribe what those presidents said for the official record. But he was also aware of what was going on on the airplanes, interactions with the media. And he paid close attention to White House visitor logs. And those visitor logs create the nexus of what Jesse Waters dropped last night on his program. And it is damning. The White House 100% is in bed with the Department of Justice. Beyond that, the White House itself, i.e. Barack Obama, it ain't Joe Biden, friends. He's never been in charge. Dude has never been there. And they know it. And they know that we know it. It is Barack Obama targeting President Trump, going after him with relentless litigation, accusations, with all of it, with one purpose, and Rush Limbaugh at the top of our show said it the way Rush Limbaugh could. They're going after you, destroying you and your love of America is what it's all about. So let's get to these audio sound bites. The White House visitor logs, Jesse says last night at the beginning of this bombshell segment, shows that the raid at Mar-a-Lago was absolutely unequivocally coordinated. It wasn't something that Joe Biden, which he lied about, and he said, I knew nothing about it. Unless, of course, he really didn't because he's that out to lunch that he doesn't even know what Barack Obama's levers are. Audio soundbite one. White House visitor logs just released suggest that Joe Biden is personally running the prosecutions of Donald Trump. The Biden White House was much more involved in the Mar-a-Lago raid than we ever realized. White House visitor logs suggest that the raid itself may have been hatched inside the Biden White House and the special counsel prosecution on Donald Trump is still being coordinated by the White House. Jay Bratt, who's now the top aide to the special counsel, Jack Smith, was a Justice Department official and was summoned to the White House twice in the fall of 2021 to meet with Joe Biden's deputy chief of staff, Carolyn Saba, and an advisor to the chief of staff, Catherine Riley. This was while Donald Trump was negotiating with the National Archives. Jay Bratt didn't want a negotiation. Jay Bratt wanted a raid and lobbied the Biden White House to raid Mar-a-Lago. Jay Bratt even visited Mar-a-Lago and told Donald Trump everything was fine. Just put a lock on the basement door. But everything wasn't fine. Joe Biden and his White House counsel signed off on revoking Trump's privilege. And weeks later, armed FBI agents got a warrant from a Trump-hating judge who happened to be an Obama donor and went in hard. 
And the Biden Justice Department indicted Donald Trump. And then they released photographs that had been staged, creating the illusion of a rogue former president deciding to live outside the law. Of course, that wasn't the case. And when they looked through all of those belongings after the raid at Mar-a-Lago, something so ridiculously unprecedented, something that the White House lied about having prior knowledge of. Yes, they needed the media to spread those images out there to everyone to keep the illusion going. So exactly why was it that the Biden White House was colluding with the Justice Department and the special counsel's office to prosecute Donald Trump? Let's find out. Audio soundbite two. Then Jay Brett was tapped to be the top aide for special counsel Jack Smith. And what do you know? The Biden White House summoned Jay Brett back to the White House to meet with, again, Biden's deputy chief of staff. That was just in March. And weeks later, Donald Trump was indicted over the Mar-a-Lago documents. Why is the Biden White House conspiring with the Justice Department and the special counsel's office to prosecute Donald Trump? Joe Biden personally told us that he had nothing to do with the prosecution and it was totally independent. I have never once, not one single time, suggested to the Justice Department what they should do or not do relative to bringing a charge or not bringing a charge. I'm honest. That's a lie. I'm honest. Honest people don't say things like that, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, wasn't it wasn't it Donald Trump who was impeached for a phone call in which Democrats and some lackey Republicans who went along with it alleged Donald Trump was asking the new president of Ukraine to investigate his presumptive political foe, Joe Biden. And yet. White House visitor logs show a very cozy relationship between the inner echelons of Joe Biden's administration and what should be a delineated, separated Department of Justice in bed, very comfortable, sharing a common goal to destroy Donald Trump. And Jesse continues, these White House visitor logs prove some very damning things. And they suggest that Joe Biden was the guy behind this urgent timeline to throw lawsuit after lawsuit, indictment after indictment at Donald Trump. I submit to you, it was not Joe Biden. He's been on vacation too much. I don't believe he's well or capable in any way at all. I believe It's all Barack Obama. Number three. Not only do White House visitor logs prove that Joe Biden's team is working with the special counsel's office to raid and prosecute Joe Biden's top political opponent. The New York Times reported that Joe Biden was behind the urgent timeline. Joe Biden, quote, confided to his inner circle that he believed former President Donald J. Trump was a threat to democracy and should be prosecuted. And that Biden himself felt like Garland should, quote, act less like a ponderous judge and more like a prosecutor who's willing to take decisive action. All of the evidence now suggests Joe Biden was personally behind the prosecution of Donald Trump and the timing of his trial in order to interfere with the election. Today, a Democrat D.C. judge ruled that the January 6th trial, again, prosecuted by Jack Smith, will begin March 4th. 
a day before Super Tuesday. What a coincidence. And the Mar-a-Lago documents trial begins in May. Of course. Of course it does. This is where your steely resolve and your calm, because you've seen this all happen. You've had all your own suspicions. You've known it's been crappy from go where you are confirmed in that conviction. And of course, the overarching objective is to keep Donald Trump off of that ballot because it's not going to be just 75 million Americans who vote to reelect Donald Trump. It's going to be millions of independents. It's going to be millions of black voters because they know their life under this regime is awful and they want Donald Trump back. So the play, get him off the ballot. Audio soundbite four. But the appeals process will take years and that worries the left. Yesterday, MSNBC admitted the Trump trials aren't about administering justice. They're about disqualifying Donald Trump from having his name on the ballot. Watch. As far as I'm concerned, the the all of these court cases, all of these indictments don't mean anything if he's still able to run for president next year. If, if, if unless he is found uh, disqualified from running for president, he is still a danger to our democracy. So if this is a step in the direction of preventing him from running again or forcing him to step down, then it's great. Democrat state officials will be taking legal action if Donald Trump's convicted to remove his name from the ballot and force the courts to figure it out. ABC News reports the plan's already in the works in New Hampshire. Joe Biden isn't even committing to debating Donald Trump. This isn't a battle of ideas. There's no effort at persuasion. This is the removal of a political opponent through brute force, through handcuffs and ballot gimmickry. And the one thing that they weren't banking on was the black community paying attention. And they are paying attention. Go. But the Democrats' Soviet-style tactics have alienated their most loyal voting bloc. The mugshot has breathed new life into the Trump campaign and broadened his appeal to black Americans. Over the weekend, with the help of mugshot merchandise, the Trump campaign raked in over $7 million. Today, my garbage man told me he's buying mugshot T-shirts for everyone he knows this Christmas. The mugshot's up on the side of buildings in the inner city. The 2016 phenomenon's happening all over again. Trump won that election because of a laser-like focus on the forgotten man. A bond was formed back then that can never be broken. And there's a new forgotten man, the black man. Democrats have forgotten about him. The media and the professional class are so fixated with smearing and disqualifying one man that they've forgotten that the Democratic Party should be fixated on fixing problems. Better wages, better jobs, better schools, better health care. Democrats have overpromised and underdelivered for black Americans for decades. And as this election rolls around, Democrats once again are obsessed with Trump instead of their most dependable voter. The mugshot crystallized that. He got indicted? And Trump got a target on his back just like a black man. Y'all keep messing with him. Hey, Trump, go ahead and wipe that white paint out your face, man. You black now. You good in the hood. 
As far as I know, Trump is black. When are you guys gonna learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Gangsters, how about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo, gangsters. The hood got this man back. It's Trump 2024. That's what it's gonna be, cause we ain't having nothing else. We ain't having nothing else. I guarantee you, the insulated schmucks who've been trying to destroy America, who for generations have trampled on people and used them as voters, who've never seen humanity because they've never cared. They have no idea what's coming their way. I was looking into some statistics that I want to quickly share with you regarding traumatic brain injury. Do you know that people 75 years of age and older have the highest rates of traumatic brain injury related hospitalizations and accounting for like 32% of hospitalizations and more than a quarter of all deaths and men more than what twice as likely to be hospitalized than women. Look, each of us has somebody in our life, whether it's our children who are playing sports, whether it's a loved one who's in the military, whether it's someone we're related to who's gotten into an accident, or it's somebody in our family who's older, who's susceptible to falling. You need someone on your side to help you when that happens. And his name is Dr. Charles Simkovich. He has developed a revolutionary treatment for concussion and traumatic brain injury. Even chronic migraine headache sufferers get relief with Dr. Simkovich and the Simkovich Concussion Institute. Call today, 412-366-3700, SimkovichConcussionInstitute.com. So Jesse Waters lays out the reality of this very cozy relationship, which of course, none of us is surprised by. But it's mainstream, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what's also being dumped on the mainstream? The resurgence of COVID. And the plan to freak you out by using your children as pawns. I've got that story coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, so coming up in hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Super important that you hang on, or at least if you have to skip out, that you come back and listen to the podcast Hour number two today, super duper important stuff, because we're going to lay out for you using MSNBC specifically, we're going to lay out how they're going to drop this on everybody. And it's going to come in the next couple weeks. We already know Joe Biden has said he's uh, uh, authorized the uh, the use of our money to purchase more vaccines It's absolute madness that they think you're stupid, that you haven't seen people be adversely affected by these vaccines, that the vaccines haven't stopped people from getting sick, haven't stopped people from dying. In fact, some of the numbers are outrageous. How about this? I just looked at this today and I'm going to I'm going to drop it on you now because it's relevant and it's relevant now. So I looked at the Office of National Statistics, Office for National Statistics in England, because it's easier for me to find data in the UK than it is in the United States, because, of course, the CDC, et cetera, et cetera, are corrupt as nuts. How about this? January through May of this year, data, COVID deaths among vaccinated versus unvaccinated people. 
How many people have died in the last or in the first five months of the year because of COVID in the UK? And were they vaccinated or not? In January of this year, those who died allegedly because of COVID, 94.6% of them were vaccinated. In February, 95.1% were vaccinated. In March, 95.6% of COVID deaths were vaccinated people. April, 94.4%. May, 95%. Is it truly a pandemic of the unvaccinated? Or are you seeing the results of something despicable? and deadly and purposeful. Do you know the name Mike Yeadon? Believe that's how you say his name. He's the former vice president of Pfizer. And I caught him saying this, which stopped me in my tracks. He says, wake up, be alert, because they're going to drop COVID 2.0 imminently. Go. Unfortunately, I think this is just the beginning. Uh, yes. So I've, lear- I've learned when people tell you what they're going to do, don't ignore them. So when the UN and Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab tell you that they've got a UN 2030 plan with uh, sustainable development goals, I think there are 17 or 21 of them, and every one of them says, you won't be traveling, you won't have a private car, we won't be using international shipping to move your goods around, uh, there won't be any um, flights except military or perhaps very rich people, uh, you'll be you won't own anything and you'll be happy. You probably won't live in your own house. You'll be using much less uh, energy for everything, including heating, manufactured goods and so on. When they tell you that, you should assume that they're serious about it. And so I think yes. COVID, I think COVID has been part one of a multi-act play that's going to take 10 years that will destroy the liberal democracies completely. We've already, if you think living in a democracy, now ask yourself who you could vote for that would change this. Because I don't think there's anyone you can vote for anywhere that would is guarantee things. So I don't have an answer, but I'm telling you, I think we're we're sliding down through the gates of hell. I'm speaking out. There's nothing in it to me. I've lost lots of money, all my friends. I'm away from my home and family. And I'm speaking out because as I close, I am absolutely sure what I've told you is substantially true. It's curious that he was talking about the UN's 2030 agenda, sustainable development. Is that why a bunch of Silicon Valley billionaires and techies have amassed $800 million worth of land? about 60 miles to the south or northeast of San Francisco. Oh, yeah, that's a story we have coming up in the program, ladies and gentlemen. The plan to build an ideal city. I guess it was plan B if Lahaina couldn't be wiped out and reimagined. They had that in the back pocket. I'm going to drop it on you in a minute. Do not go anywhere. Walking you through using your children as bait to con you to fall for it a second time. Yeah, that's a hard no. Next, hour two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program.